0: Welcome to Rambling and Records. This is your host, M. Joe. Oh boy, (laughs) it has been a hot minute since I recorded that introduction episode. Um, Life and time got away from me. It gets away from us all in the summer. So I'm glad to welcome you here to episode one, 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 entitled Rambling About Happy Times and Sparing Dimes. Now, before we get to the meat of uh, the episode, I'm just going to uh, start the episode with uh, Audio Corner. Now, this is an audio and music related podcast, so nothing is off limits. So I figured I'd just throw in a few tidbits here. Uh, The first being I came into uh, an email last week from my former boss and he had sent me this press release uh, for William Shatner's new album. Yes, William Shatner's new album, um, which I just find truly fascinating. He spent the time uh, during this pandemic reflecting, and it's going to be an autobiographical talk singing album featuring one of the Jonas Brothers. I don't remember which one, and it is coming out at some point here in September of 2021. Clearly, I'm so invested that I memorized the date and time. Uh, but if you're interested, if you find uh, Bill Shatner to be mind-blowing, then you should definitely pick it up. It promises to be um, an experience, I'd say. Um, I went to my first live concert since this whole pandemic has started. Uh went to the Hell Omega tour, which was Weezer, Fall Out Boy, and Green Day. I'm not even going to lie to you, I was terrified because... I don't handle groups of people well to begin with. And then going to a rock concert while we're still in the middle of a pandemic was slightly terrifying. Was not too bad, though. I was very happy. Uh, A lot of people were masked. And um, it was an outdoor concert anyway. So that helps. Uh, It was was really a pretty. It was a show. Uh, The music was good. Um, Weezer looks old as you'd expect them to at this point. And Weezer is one of my favorite bands, um, partially because of the song, My Name is Jonas. Um, but I think the only thing that truly bothered me was Rivers Cuomo because Rivers Cuomo. He is just that level of extra that um, it borders on staying fresh and young and just like, you, just rolling your eyes. Um, could have done without their cover of the rains down in Africa, but as a whole, it was a great show. There was a confetti cannon and I loves me some good confetti. And of course we're sitting like second to last row in the third tier at some point in my life. I want to attend a concert where I really enjoy the artist, and they have a confetti cannon. I'm close enough to feel said confetti. This is a life goal for me. Um, if you've ever experienced that, then good on you. I have not, um. So it was Weezer and then Fall Out Boy, they're looking old Pete ones. Oh my gosh! Like, I remember seeing Fall Out Boy back in two thousand and six. Holy crap! How time has changed, honestly. Um, but they upped the ante. And had their piano on fire at one point, had their guitar on fire at one point, and had a confetti cannon. So that was sweet. And then you get to Green Day and they just blow everyone out of the water and they start out with fireworks. So, you know, nobody else really had a chance. Um, It was a really good show, though. The music was good, but it was just a wild experience. And I think it's hard to... um, find that normalcy again, personally, um, after all this time, but we'll get to that in the meat of our show. And audio book news. I was recommended, um, a friend of mine recommended a book to me. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. And it falls into the audio category because I have had a heck of a time trying to get my hands on this book during this pandemic. I've been trying to get it from the library because I'm not, I'm not sitting here buying hundreds of dollars of books. Please. Not that I haven't in my lifetime, but it comes a time when you just need to say stop. So everybody else got the great idea to use the library app too. So I finally got my hands on the audiobook version of this um, book. And it's really great. I'm not a self help book person at all. Um, I find a lot of that to just kind of be like, you know, do your best, be yourself, etc, etc, etc. This was really good. I would highly recommend it because it's just common sense. Like, not everybody's gonna love you. Point. Like, If you're seeking happiness, happiness is like a drug. Point. Um, You really just have to pick up the book. And whoever reads it was really spot on. Um, So highly recommended. Uh, Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. If you are into audiobooks, if you're into self-help books, or if you're just into an entertaining listen, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, I think that's it. Those are my audio tidbits. Okay, moving right along. So I've been doing a lot of thinking, and I think um, if you've been living on planet Earth for the last, what, 18 months? I think you've probably had a lot of time to do a lot of thinking too. It's just been a weird, wild, wacky W word time. Insert your own rhyming scheme here. It just when I pictured 2020, I uh, because I I was ready to Charleston for 10 years straight. I was really excited for the idea of, okay, we're the roaring twenties, let's, you know, throw on our flapper dresses and vote, vote, ha-cha. And I've always wanted to do that. Um, Instead, I feel like nothing has, I feel like we've lost a year. I feel like um, it's just been um, just weird and kind of deflating, just a deflating start. And um, that seems to be reflected a lot in the music I've been listening to. And especially recently, because I work um, with a hospital system. And I see a lot of COVID um, cases coming across my work cues. And it just it just makes you know, some days are better than others. And there was a time there where it was like, this is great. Everybody's getting vaccinated. And maybe I should have started this segment with a PSA. I am definitely pro vax. And I'm not looking to really turn this uh, podcast into a political statement, but I feel like that is the scientific thing to do is get vaccinated. So there's that belated uh, PSA from me. But it just felt like, you know, things were then going to start returning to normal. And instead, now you've got the Delta variant, you've got the Lambda variant, um, which makes me inappropriately think of the Lambeth walk which, uh, anyway. Um, and then you've got the move variant that's coming out now. So things are very uncertain. And rather than listening to white men play the Charleston a bunch of times, I find myself, um, hearkening back to depression era songs. It really feels like a depression to me. I know we're not necessarily in a recession. I know, you know, times aren't necessarily that tough, but they still are. I mean, a lot of people are very uncertain about different things. And, you know, it's just been a wild last 18 months. So today, I just wanted to focus on um, three different songs, Uh, one at one end of the spectrum, one at the other end of the spectrum, and then one that's just my favorite. And I do consider them all uh, depression era tunes, even though uh, one of them, was not released until, you know, it wasn't a heart of the depression tune, but I just wanted to talk about them. Um, so the first song that really, um, sticks with me is the delightful tune, Happy Days Are Here Again. Um, this song was originally written for a film called Chasing Rainbows that was released in 1930. And, um, really started to become this uh, great depression anthem, you know, happy days are here again, the skies above are clear again, let us sing a song of cheer again, happy days are here again. I um, mean, it kind of falls into that category um, of trying to amp people up, you know, times are tough, but you know, we're gonna get through it with a sunny demeanor and a smile on our face and woohoo! you know, prosperity's on the way. And Um, It was actually um, a song that became the campaign song for uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt's 1932 campaign, uh, which is very apt um, because that was the heart of the Depression. And you have Hoover, who's Hoover. That could just be a podcast on its own. Like, what a mess. But (laughs) so my favorite version of the song is obviously... um, well, maybe not obviously, but in that Hanshaw singing. And I love Annette Hanshaw. She's just got this cute, cheerful, little bubbly voice. And she just makes the song for me. And, um, and so sometimes when I'm just feeling like, you know, things just feel so, which is the technical term. I come to this song, uh, when Joe Biden was elected and that happened on a Saturday. That was the first song I played for myself. Side note, again, not a political podcast, just my own feelings and views. Thank you. End of side note. Uh, but I cranked that. I was at, uh, the record store when I heard, and I just, just, that's, that's the vibe just like good times are on the horizon and sometimes it's really hard these days to realize that things are going to get better things currently just feel like a slog and that like nothing's changing but things are improving and i know things are going to get better that's just one of those really great um tunes so if if you like collecting records if you want an original copy uh, it was recorded on Harmony, Velvetone and Diva which are all part of that same um group of labels. Uh so the record number for Harmony is 1106. <clears throat> for Velvetone it is 2106 and for Diva it is 3106. Um, so that that's one end of that spectrum and I mean there are a lot of other songs. That I feel like fall on that side. Um, the other one that pops into my head is on the sunny side of the street. Um, just that feel good. Um, so that's the song I turn to when I'm like, yeah, you know, good good stuff's coming. We're, we're really, you know, we're moving ahead. It's great times. Conversely, on the other half of the spectrum is, of course, the classic... Brother, can you spare a dime? And um, that song is from a musical review called Americana. And it was the star song from the show and really just evoked a lot of feeling from people who were uh, seeing this musical review. And so it was originally recorded by um, Leo Reisman and his orchestra. That was the first recording. But of course, there are two better known recordings of the song. The first one I will mention is uh, Rudy Valley on Columbia 2725 D. And he's got a pretty good version of it. You know, this is Rudy Valley again. You know, he's got to have this dramatic entrance to the song, which is all about him, which is how Rudy Valley operates. Um, side note. I don't really care for Rudy Valley, but I think you could tell that end of side note. So um, his is considered one of the quintessential um, versions of the song. But for me, the pinnacle of this song is Bing Crosby, Bing Crosby, Bing Crosby. And I know a lot of people give, you know, Especially these days, I feel like people write off Bing Crosby a lot because, you know, that's your grandmother's music. Well, it is. Well, not my grandmother, (laughs) but uh, it's somebody's grandmother's music. But he just evokes such a passion in his version of the song that like he is the everyman that is being sung about in the song. He is the struggling worker who did all of this stuff for his country and now can't even afford food um it's just it gives me goosebumps sometimes and some days it feels like that I don't know about you but some days I'm just going through things like what is this all for where are we all going and you think about all the awful things happening in the world right now not even just pandemic related natural disasters fires um it's just we're living in this weird Uh, in between time and I I don't know how any of it's going to turn out um so that's my other side of the spectrum song and so um if you're interested in obtaining Crosby's version a good luck (laughs) um I have the English Columbia recording of it and I'm lucky to even have that I think sometimes because it can go for a lot of money but It was originally recorded on Brunswick, number 6414. Otherwise, it's on Columbia, uh, British Columbia, so it'd be Columbia D as in Delta, B as in boy, 1829. Um, It's just such a moving song. And bonus version of the song, which I feel like, you know, honorable mention from our pal, the world, quote unquote, world's greatest entertainer, our buddy, L Jolson, of course, uh, made a recording of it. It's on YouTube and I'll be posting it to the website. Um, it, you just, if you've never heard it, you have to listen to it. It's just kind of, um, it's indescribable. <laughs> we'll just leave it at it's indescribable. Um, But it's one of those, it is a version of the song I come to just because I am a little extra, just like Jolie. Um, But it was clear that he recorded it for a radio program and what radio program I have no idea. There are no notes, but truly wild. Um, So that's usually where I fall in the spectrum of um, depression songs. And I feel like, you know, these days that's where you're either on one side or the other and or just falling somewhere in between and if you're falling somewhere in between and just feeling kind of what's the point my favorite song my favorite song as i compare this pandemic what have you to the great depression the name of the song is ballyhoo theme song cheer up as sung by um my best friend that I've never met, who would probably just be like, oh my God, step back. <laughs> Eddie Cantor, he is definitely one of my faves and will be popping up probably as a regular character in this wild and wacky podcast. But this song, uh, basically the cheer up smile nerds, to quote from um, some of the refrain, cheer up gentle citizens, though you have no shirts, Happy days are here again. Cheer up, smile, nerds. And I feel like it's just the perfect middle ground song because it's got this peppy music in the background and then you have him um, singing these really depressing lyrics and, you know, ah, nerds to this, you know, nerds to cheering up. And this is a song I frequently come to when I'm feeling just blah. But I think, um, in looking at it, nothing is black and white and you've got both ends of the spectrum. You've got, um, happy days are here again, brother, can you spare a diamond, nerds. And it just speaks to me because there are just some days where you're just blah. You're just feeling so, I mean, at least I am just, what's the point? What's the use? And, um, It really, to me, this is like, this is the depression song. And I don't think a lot of people would agree with me. But for me, it is because you, you, nothing is ever black and white. And this is the gray area. And, um, I had hoped by sharing these songs with you and kind of making that comparison to the Great Depression, I mean, obviously, um, it's debatable and some people aren't feeling terrible and some people's lives haven't really changed. But if yours has, I hope some of these um, songs may speak to you. Um, And because this is of course a podcast without music rights, everything will be posted on um, the website ramblingandrecords.com under the episode page. And you'll be able to listen to all of the music and maybe you'll come to your own conclusions. Maybe you think I'm, just full of hooey, you know, maybe you'll say nerds to everything I've just said in this podcast, but um, it's just definitely something that I've been thinking about um, in these last months, and I just had to share. Okay, and for the final segment of this episode, I've decided um, every episode I'm going to end with Rustian Roulette or Rust and Roulette. I don't know which sounds better. Uh, for the longest time, I have threatened and have even started trying to read through Brian Rust's jazz records, 1897 to 1942 discography, which didn't seem as daunting an undertaking, you know, three or four years ago when I started, but it's, Definitely hard to make some traction when you're trying to read a discography. So I've decided that I'm going to take you along on my journey to discover new music that I wouldn't necessarily have found on my own. Um, This uh, provided it's on YouTube. So the whole point is to flip to a random page. And pick out a record and then we listen to it and we enjoy it because we've discovered something new. Yay! And <laughs> if you're familiar with the song, well then I'm sorry. Uh, maybe next time it'll be something new that you haven't um, heard so uh before recording, I flipped to page four hundred and forty two in jazz records eighteen ninety seven to nineteen forty two volume one a through k a r and we landed on the Dixieland jug blowers and it is the Memphis Shake released on Victor for twenty four fifteen. Um, on HMV as B5249 and a bunch of other HMV releases, uh, which you can look up in your own copy of Brian Russ's discography or find through mainspring press, uh, Memphis shake. Johnny Dodds is the clarinet player in the band. So that's an awesome, um, I have a feeling this is going to be an awesome song. So I will link that, uh, in the show notes as well. But I just wanted to say thank you if you have made it through 20 minutes of my rambling about what seems like nothing but to me is a very important topic. Um, Thank you. And I'll be back soon with another rip-roaring ramble. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Toodaloo!